This is the Point of Drew Podcast. All right, Point of Drew. We're back. Big episode, big weekend ahead. It is the NFL playoffs. Wild card round is starting. Our Chiefs have a bye, but there are a lot of good games coming up. I'm pumped to dive into it. Barton, how excited are you for this weekend? What up, Z? Um, I'm pumped, man. It's we're finally back. It's it's been a long, a long 17, 18 week season, but we're we're here. Um, play playoffs are back. Wild card weekend is approaching. The second super wild card weekend we've we've seen. Um, and man, it, it's exciting. We got what is it, six games total that we're yep. this weekend unpacking, and then uh, you know, a full playoff coming, a full a full playoff stretch coming up. So, um, bro, I'm I'm pumped. Our Chiefs, like you said, they got the bye, which hey, that's all it came down to. We took care of business, got the bye. I don't care what anyone says, I think they were deserving of it. Um, but yeah, man, a lot, lot to unpack today um and and excited to break it down with you yes sir but first a word from shug's bagels this episode of point of drew is brought to you by the one the only shug's bagels turned by many as the new breakfast of champions shug's will be open all week long serving up their famous bagels rolls wraps and burritos what yeah you heard me burritos go check out their new special miguel's burrito spicy chorizo Golden hash browns, juicy peppers and onions, and pepper jack cheese all snugged up in one of their delicious wraps. Go show them some love on social media, at Shug's Bagels, and pay them a visit in Park City's Village right near SMU campus. Shug's Bagels, the new breakfast of champions. Let's just kind of dive right into it, um, and let's just start talking about each matchup here. And let's just start. We'll walk through them in the order of the the uh, the order that they'll actually be played in. So we'll start with the Saturday game. Uh, kick it at three thirty Central Time. Uh, playoffs are starting with Seahawks at 49ers. Uh, Seahawks last team in after. Uh, you know, an overtime win this past weekend. And then uh, my Lions knocking off the Packers in the the Sunday night game. Uh, Gino and the Seahawks are sneaking in here. Uh, But damn, the 49ers have been a powerhouse 13 and four this year. Um, Kind of plug and play at quarterback doesn't matter. They've just been winning games. Uh, but, But what's your lean on this matchup? It's going to be a good one, I think. I think it's going to be a lot closer than, than people are expecting. People are writing off the uh, the Seahawks. A lot of people wanted the Lions in. I, I, me being one of them, I know you being one of them. That was just a fun team, man. Goff written off. Dan Campbell written off. Jamal Williams written off. That team never stopped fighting. They ruined the Packers and Aaron Rodgers' season. So, of course, fun storyline there. But, hey, man, Seattle – Seattle had a good season as well. Uh, you kind of, I think this one's interesting. You got a a matchup of the two the two favorites for rookie of the year, and Kenneth Walker and Brock Purdy going at it. Um, both mean a lot to their team, and I think mean a lot to this matchup. Um, San Francisco, man, they're they're on a complete roll right now, though, and they're looking 
um, better than they have been in a long time, probably since that Super Bowl run they made uh, back two, two, three years ago when they played the Chiefs. Um, so they, they're they're looking elite. Uh, but I, I would not rule out uh, Seattle. With they got Pete Carroll and Co. going at it. Um, they're they're pretty healthy, I would say. Uh, I I don't I haven't seen the line. I, last time I checked, it was eleven and a half. I'm not sure if it's still there or not. But Seattle, obviously, the heavy favorite. I think when you go into this game, the the, the Niners heavy favorite. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Niners Niners heavy favorite eleven and a half. Um, when you go into this game, I think. The most important thing is going to come down to Seattle's defensive line. And if they just wreck this game and make Geno uncomfortable the whole time, Seattle has no chance. But if Geno can get in a rhythm, get things going, find Lockett, find DK, I think this this receiving core and Geno Smith can make this a game in a game that's uncomfortable. And then it comes down to just a couple plays where, um, you know, who knows? We've seen San Francisco choke before. Uh, we've seen Kyle Shanahan shit the bed uh, in the national spotlight. And so um, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle makes this a game. I'm not calling, I'm not predicting them to win by any means, but man, I think, I think people are writing off Seattle. It's, you know, they've already played this, this team twice, twice before this season. So this is the third time they're matching up already uh, in, in 12 months. And man, I, I don't know, man, I just think, Seattle's going to come out swinging and and perform a lot better than people are thinking. I'm not predicting them to win, uh, but I am leaning Seattle on the spread, and I you know I think they have a very very off chance to to bring this one home, bring this one back to the twelve. Yeah, I mean I could see it. It's not it's not completely far fetched, but I do think the the Forty ers are pretty dominant, and uh, I think they come away out of this game pretty clean. Uh, I mean, 11 and a half is a massive spread. Anytime you get into double digits in a playoff game. Um, but I do, I do like Brock Purdy. It's obviously his first, uh, NFL playoff game, but you mentioned it. I think the 49ers are, you know, looking pretty elite. Uh, but curious to know, like when you say that, that the 49ers are looking elite, what is it that, that makes them so good? I think without question, it's that they have an all pro caliber player at every single position group. <laughs> look at look at their running back. They got Chris McCaffrey, who they acquired via trade. They got Debo Samuel, who I think I think you can make the argument that he's maybe not an all pro receiver, but he's got that unique type of skill set that makes him uh, you know, at least in the conversation for that type of all pro skill set. You got George Kittle, you got Trent Williams. Uh, at QB, I guess is their one hole um, where they do not have an All Pro, but they got a rookie who has not lost yet and is looking like a, a you know Mister Irrelevant Tom Brady type type of dude here. Um, and then on the defensive line, I mean, you can continue going. Nick Bosa, secondary level, you got or, or second level, you got Fred Warner at linebacker. Uh, you got Traverius Ward at corner. Um, you know, it goes on and on, man. They're they're stacked all over the place. They're the deepest team in the league. Yes, they're deeper than the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought no other team uh, in the league would be deeper than them. Philly's gotten hurt, gotten banged up throughout the year, um, and it's it's their depth and it's 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 just what they have at every single position level, man. It's crazy. Yeah, well, uh, so it sounds like we're both kind of leaning 49ers uh, in this one, but, uh, you know, I think Seahawks could cover that 11.5 point spread. So uh, moving on to the the Saturday night game, this one kicks at 7.15 Central. 
Um, we've got two teams that we have not seen in the playoffs in quite some time. Uh, we have the Chargers visiting the Jaguars. Uh, kind of a fun matchup. I'm interested for this one. I'm interested to see the the duel between uh, Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think this actually could be a pretty fun game. But what what are you feeling in this one? I think it should be good, but I think Chargers roll and take care of business. Uh, a lot of people talking shit on Brandon Staley, uh, justifiably so. I think he's been a, a train wreck leaving his player game. I have no idea what <laughs> yeah. like that is so indefensible. Like I've he, the fact that he is you know probably going to remain their coach is is shocking. But I do think he remains their coach because I do think they win this game. I think you know they have a chance here to to. Beat Jacksonville in the wild card round and then go to Kansas City in the division round. And hey man, it's like we said in the last the last matchup, Seattle, San Francisco. It is tough to beat a team three times in one year. And uh, you know, that would be exactly what happens with KC and the Chargers. We're not gonna go all the way there yet, but I just think in this matchup, man, I'm not buying Jacksonville. I've you know, yes, I uh you know, we we talked on this very pod, uh, what was it, eight, six, eight weeks ago about you know, who do we think we can make a run? I think Jacksonville was maybe three and seven at the time. We said, hey, we yep. both said it. We said, hey, we maybe believe in this team to make it make a run here. And, hey, guess what? They're here. Trevor Lawrence is the guy. He's the truth. But this is not his year. It's Justin Herbert, if anyone's year, uh, over his. And, um, yes, Mike Williams, go or no go, I still think. I think Eckler has a big game. I think this defense steps up, and I think they find a way to win. It may be ugly. It may not be, uh, you know, what what exactly you'd expect out of, you know, a team as talented as the Chargers are. But um, I am not buying Jacksonville at all in this game. Yeah, well, I, I think it's pretty safe to say we are not often wrong on this podcast. Um, so we got the Jaguars right that they were going to find a way into the playoffs. But I, I think we're going to be right in both taking the Chargers in this one. Uh, I expect a, a lot out of Justin Herbert. Um, obviously, his first playoff start here. Uh, but I, I think, you know, he's finally going to get the spotlight, finally get a chance to at least show in the playoffs that he can be, you know, borderline on that uh, top tier of quarterbacks in the league. I think uh, he's ready for that moment. So uh, I'm definitely rolling with the Chargers here. Jaguars have been fun. I like the way they compete. They're definitely not going to make it easy, but um, I don't think the Jaguars are going to be able to get this one done. Yeah, du- Duval is going to be popping. I think uh, people for are going to sure. be fired up for this game. <laughs> um, and Trevor Lawrence, that franchise, is, is definitely reinvigorated. I, I like the Dougie P story. I want to get behind the Jags, but uh, nah, man, I'm not buying it. I, I got to go with my gut here, and I think the, the Chargers roll. I don't even think it's that close. Let's move on to Sunday. Um, first game on Sunday, kicking off at noon Central Time. Uh, we have the Dolphins visiting the Bills. Um, and, you know, just learned today, Tua is not going to be playing in this game. So the Dolphins are rolling with uh, Skylar Thompson um, against Josh Allen and a, a really fired up Bills team that, you know, ha- has a lot to play for right now. Um any chance in your mind that, that the Dolphins can, you know, pull off a miracle here or, or even keep it, you know, pretty close? You know, I love my boy Mike McDaniel. Uh, <laughs> been on him all year. You hate him. I know that. Uh, you, and, and understandably so. I mean, he he's kind of a dweeb, but 
Um, I've respected what he's done with this team this season. I thought they've they've overachieved, if anything. Um, obviously a bummer that, you know, Tua is out and, you know, no one really knows what his status is going forward with three concussions and, you know, what was it, four or five weeks. It, it, pretty crazy, unprecedented even, um, you know, stretch for him in terms of head injuries. But, uh, no, the Miami has no, no fucking chance in this, dude. It's <laughs> over. It's over. The Bills – I don't want to call them a team of destiny, um, but it's starting to feel more and more like it. Uh, you saw with the uh, the two kickoff returns by Naheem Hines in, in week 18 um, after what had happened the week after DeMar Hamlin going down, getting robbed of the one seed. Um, man, it just feels special. And th- this is a team and a franchise that has been starved and, and just absolutely – um, you know, com- completely run over over the past, you know, decade plus. They just they haven't really they have never gotten over that hump. And so they're they're so deserving. They seem like an awesome fan base. You know, I'm obviously gonna continue to root for our Chiefs, but um would not be that pissed if the Bills got it done. So I think they got a lot of momentum. They're in the right spot. They're catching the Dolphins uh in, in, in a good week where no Tua, a rookie QB, a third stringer at that. Um and a team that's just not really ready to come to Buffalo and even try to win. I don't think they're going to be mentally prepared. Uh, and it's just going to be bad from, from, from the opening kick to, to the very end. Yeah. I, I'm kind of with you on this and, and you know, the bills are definitely starting to feel like a team who uh, is deserving to be, you know, still around come uh, the third round of the NFL playoffs. Uh, you know, you can say the past two seasons, absolutely for the Bills, they feel like they should have gotten further in the playoffs, and they did. Um, you know, you mentioned them not getting over the hump. Obviously, last year they were just they were 13 seconds away from um, you know moving on uh, when they when they played the Chiefs and Mahomes just you know pulled something wild. That was one of the most uh, electric. NFL playoff games I've seen in my entire life. Um, but it, it's pretty obviously obvious that the Bills are a team that uh, is very determined not just to win around in the NFL playoffs, but go all the way. Uh, this is a team that clearly has championship hopes. They think they're good enough to be the ones hoisting the Lombardi trophy at the end of the day. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're not good enough to go do that. Um, and I think they just realized that the Dolphins are step one in the path. They're going to come out and probably just, you know, blow the doors off of this game uh, from the jump. So I, I definitely um, think the Bills dominate in this one. Yeah, Skylar, Skylar Thompson is not stopping that train, man. They're rolling – uh, John and crew, um, they're going to get it going. They're in Buffalo, man. And that's, uh, that's going to be a, a blowout. So I'm glad that's the early game on Sunday. Cause it might have to sleep in for that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, afternoon game, um, three 30 kick, uh, three 30 central time. We've got the giants visiting the Vikings, uh, Dable, Danny dimes. They sneak into the playoffs this year. Um, you know, nine, seven, one record, uh, going up uh, against a Vikings team who, uh, you know, despite a 13 and four season had some moments in that, in the past, you know, quarter of the season where it looked a little shaky, you know, you're down 30 points to the Colts. You still end up pulling that game out. Um, and then a couple weird losses as well, but, uh, you know, is this Vikings team legit? And if so, um, is there any way that the Giants can can uh, 
you know, pull off an upset here. This is this is the game I think is the most interesting of the entire weekend. Um, just because the the Vikings seem like frauds um, that that shouldn't be there that you know maybe have overachieved this season have been a little bit smoke and mirrors ish um, you know no one really believes in them and conversely the Giants are a team that you know maybe shouldn't even be here at this point but they got a little something extra to them they got a little metal they got a little resolve um, and it's all come it all starts with uh, who, who is likely to be. Uh, Coach of the year, Brian Dable, in his first season, getting the Giants to the playoffs with Daniel Jones, a player that, you know, was going to be out of the league in a year plus, year and a half. Um, a team with no receiving talent, uh, a team with marginal talent on the offensive line. Um, they've done the most with the least all season long, and I think they're going to continue to do it. I think they went outright in Minnesota. I'll say it right now. Say on the podcast, and maybe it's not that hot of a take, but I fully believe in it. I think Saquon gets going. I think uh, Daniel Jones finds a way to convert third downs. I think this defense is better than what Minnesota has to offer. Um, And, man, Cousins on a 430 game on a Sunday on Fox, Uh, you know, Buck on the – I don't know, man. I just – I just – I'm I'm going G-Man, no doubt. I don't think they have a – they don't have it in them to make a deep playoff run here, but they're uh, they seem like a team that wins on wild card weekend just because they've got the grit to do so. Um, and we've seen it happen year 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 after year. You know, a team that maybe isn't the most talented that finds a way to win on wild card weekend. The G men of that team this year, I think they take down Minnesota. Um, and you know, I I think it'll still be pretty close, but I'm I'm pretty confident in this. Uh, I like to hear that. Um... I think I'm going to roll with the Vikings here, but I, I like your argument there, and I, I definitely wouldn't be shocked to see it happen. Um, let's move on to the Sunday night game, 7.15 p.m. Uh, Central Time kick. We've got the Baltimore Ravens uh, heading to Cincy to take on the Bengals. Um, you know, this one just feels like it, it's probably going to be another, you know, I don't want to say blowout, but – I'm not convinced that this is going to be a, a great game start to finish. Uh, but what do you think here? Do you think it, it could turn into something? Well, yeah. I mean, the the big consideration for this game is, is Lamar Jackson going to play or not? And it, it's seeming, you know, every single day more, more and more likely that he is not going to play. Yeah. Uh, which means you get Tyler Huntley. Um, and I will give Jim Harbaugh, uh, excuse me, John Harbaugh, <laughs> In the Baltimore Ravens credit and that week 18 game, they didn't show a lot. They knew they weren't going to have Lamar. They knew they didn't have everything. They knew they were going to probably be going to Cincy regardless for this game. And so they didn't show a lot. Uh, I do think, you know, if any team has played Cincy well, it's been Baltimore. And so um, I do think this game will be close. Uh, I do not think Cincy's going to run away with it, but um, man, Burrow, versus Tyler Huntley like what do you what do you really want me to do here uh you know one team's got Jamar Chase the other team has got Devin Duvernay you know it's just they're they're from a talent standpoint it really isn't that close uh the props to to John Harbaugh and, and that staff for you know what they've been able to accomplish here it's a really weird situation with Lamar Jackson that you know, I never thought they'd be in. It's really kind of a bummer, you know, a player that everyone likes and respects and it's just an awkward situation. Sucks for that fan base. I'm just happy I'm not a Ravens fan because 
I'd be feeling super conflicted. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think since he takes care of business here, I think it'll be a pretty close game, but an ugly game, a game that, you know, one of those Sunday night games where yeah, weekend of football and you're just like, eh, what was that? Um, but I think we're going to get a lot of that, but I think the Bengals find a way to, to take care of business here and move on to the next round. Yeah. I see the Bengals taking care of it. I, 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 I think every day that goes by that we just hear silence about the, the quarterback situation from Baltimore, uh, just makes it less and less likely that we're going to get a game that involves Lamar Jackson here. Um, you'd love to see Lamar be able to come play. And, you know, if, if Lamar plays and is able to kind of fire up that team, uh, I definitely could see it becoming an exciting game, but, um, with Huntley as the starter, uh, I see it kind of turning into a little bit uglier of a game where where the Ravens are just going to try and, and make it as ugly as possible and muck it up in, in hopes of, um, you know, just catching the Bengals off guard and and uh, you know uh, making them make a few mistakes. So uh, I've got the Bengals winning this one, especially if uh, Lamar's out. Uh, so I think we're both in agreement on that one. Um, but lead us into the Monday night game, uh, the final game of Wild Card Weekend. The th- the uh, five seed Dallas Cowboys heading um, to play the Buccaneers, the four seed Bucks. This game, I think, is actually the the game I probably have circled as the most interesting to me, and I would say, you know, d- despite the Bucks being a four seed and the Cowboys being a five seed. Uh, the Cowboys are definitely going to be the favorite here, and I have the Bucks winning this game outright. I think Dallas goes down. I think the Buccaneers win this. Um, you know, Brady hasn't licked himself all season, or maybe there is just kind of a new uh, realization that we have to come to about what Tom Brady is when he's, you know, 44 years old. Uh, but I'm still taking Tom Brady in a playoff matchup over Dak Prescott any day, and I, I think the Bucks come out of this one. Uh, what do you think about that? I like that take, man. You saw my guy Sam Howell put it on the Cowboys in the game. That exactly. Why wouldn't they try and win that game? Why wouldn't you know? It, from from my perspective, it seemed like you know they weren't trying to lose that game. They're at least trying to stay competitive and win it. And they got worked up and down the field. They've been looking worse and worse every week. That defense has not looked. The defense for the first six weeks of the year was probably the best defense in the league. Yeah. Um, last 10 plus weeks, not even close to the same defense. Uh, I do not have faith in the defense. Not that I have faith in faith in Tampa Bay's offense, but, um, I just, you know, I, I trust Brady. I trust him to motivate this team. It's, it's all a bunch of pros in that locker room. When you got a guy like Brady, who can sit down and say, Hey, I've been here. I won six rings, man. We are going to find a way to win this wild card game. And the other, and the other side, you got Mike McCarthy in that face shape. I think it's it's an easy answer. Dallas is a bunch of frauds and yeah, they got more talent. Uh, You know, yeah. Yeah. They got the better uh, record than Tampa. Tampa has got a losing record, but I don't care. One team's got Brady. Um, you know, one team's got Mike McCarthy, and I think that 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 says it all there. I think Tampa Bay, despite all odds, despite everything you you may, you may believe about both these teams, I think they find a way to get it done in this game. I don't really know how to explain why, because um, in on paper, everything my head's telling me should I should pick Dallas here, but I'm not going to. I'm going to agree with you. I think Tampa Bay gets it done uh, some way somehow. Yeah, I like it, uh, and and 
like I mentioned, I'm right there with you. I think that happened. So uh, that's going to be a fun one to end the uh, the wild card weekend with. But, um, you know, I've got a couple questions that I, I didn't prep you for these questions. I know you have no idea what's coming here. So I, I've got six questions here that I want to run through and ask you. Um, a, a couple of them relate to the playoffs. A couple of them just relate to the, the NFL season um, in whole now that we, uh, you know, are all the way through the season into the playoffs. So I'm um, going to start from the top here. Uh want to hear your answer. So uh, first question I've got for you, uh, there's a handful of quarterbacks here, uh, six of them to be exact, uh, that are going to be playing their first playoff game. Uh, and I want to know of those quarterbacks, who do you expect to come out and play the best? Those quarterbacks are going to be Geno Smith, Brock Purdy, uh, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Skylar Thompson, and Danny Dimes. So of that crew, who are you expecting expecting the most out of this weekend? The easy answer is Herbert. I think, um, what is he, second or third in yards this season? I think he's without question the, the most talented and best player of that group you just named. Um, but I'm not going to go the easy answer. I'm going to say Danny Dimes. I think he's going to rise to the equation. He's been – he's had his back against the wall all year, and thank God that Brian Dable came came into this situation to, to help him figure it out. I mean, it's tough to do it on your own without much around you, which he has not had all year. But um, I think they go into Minnesota. I think he plays well. I think he – I, I really trust him in his ability to make plays in difficult situations, which was not always the case. But um, I've got a weird feeling of trust and calmness about Danny Jones going in uh, to this game on Sunday, this afternoon game, and playing well against Minnesota and coming out with the win. I think he's going to make the – he's maybe not going to light it up, but he's going to make the plays he needs to get a W – um, I don't think he throws for as many yards as Herbert or, or maybe some of those other guys. Geno's thrown for a lot of yards this year. Um, but, yeah, my my guy, I think the, the guy who plays the best out of the, the bunch and the guy who I think is, is going to for sure get the dub, uh, Danny Dimes. Well, so uh, I'm going to take that answer right there and kind of lead into the next question uh, because you, you seem to be all over the Giants here, but you did uh, pick the box as well. Uh, but tell me, most likely – upset that we see this weekend you you going with the Giants yeah I I I just don't feel like it's enough of an upset yes I I think Giants I I would say the Giants um I don't think Tampa Bay is much of an upset either if I'm really going to pick a true upset I think Seattle has a chance to beat 49ers that is the true People are picking 49ers left and right to win the Super Bowl, which is is great and all. But, hey, guess what? Brock Purdy is not going to run the table, man. I'm sorry. He is not. He's 6-0 as a starter. He is not winning four games right here and run, going 10-0 and winning the Super Bowl tonight. Are you guys kidding me? He's a rookie. Fucking seventh round pick. Give me a break here. This is the NFL. He's going to run out of luck at some point. They've already beaten the Seahawks twice this season. Um, so if I'm going to pick a true, true upset in this first round, I'm taking Seattle over San Francisco. All right. I, I mean, I like it. Uh, I do think the Giants would be a pretty big upset. I mean, the Giants are, are a nine-win team in the regular season. The Vikings a 13-win team. Um but I like the Seahawks call. I think that's a bold take. Uh, I'm pretty confident in Purdy, and I'm actually really confident in the 49ers. 
uh, going deep into the playoffs. I think that they've kind of created a system where, you know, a guy like Garoppolo is able to lead that team. And um, from what I've seen out of Brock Purdy over the last six weeks, there's nothing that tells me that he can't at least be a Garoppolo level quarterback over the next, you know, couple of weeks of this playoffs. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, not not wrong on that at all. Like, I mean, they're, they're elite at almost every position. Um, Purdy's been pretty, I, yeah, I, I just find it hard to believe that he's going to he's going to run the table and go to 10 and 0 and, and get a ring. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I find that almost impossible to believe. Um, you have to imagine there's got to be some rookie mistakes in there. So we'll see if Seattle can capitalize on it. Uh, but, you know, Shanahan has been awesome in the way he's coached that team. Uh, 13 and four record this year. Uh, so that's kind of put him right in the mix for coach of the year. Um, you mentioned earlier in the pod, you've got Brian Dable. Uh, he's definitely in the mix. You've got Nick Sirianni as well. Uh, who's definitely deserving to be in that kind of mix for coach of the year. Um, who is your coach of the year pick? Dude, I mean, no, nah, no, nah, I can't go Sirianni. That's what <laughs> on this podcast so far. Uh, uh, I'm going Dable. It's, it's, it's not a, it's not a contrarian pick by any means. I think a, a lot of people are picking him, but um just that team, man. There's such a they were such a joke over the past few seasons, and they're actually for real. Like they don't ever get blown out. They're in every single game. They find a way to win these, you know, stupid games that they should not be winning. I mean, that's a sign of a good coach. I think Mike McDaniel's come in and made a difference, no doubt, uh, on a talented team and, and made an impact. Uh, you know, you, you got guys like Zach Taylor and Shanahan that you know, know how to run an offense and, you know, those teams are, are talented and playing well, but no one's done, like I said earlier, no one's done more with less than Dayball has. And that's the true sign of a great coach. If you have nothing around you, you're working with fucking scraps off the heap and uh, they're finding a way to win games, make the playoffs. And I think, man, I'm really confident. I think they're going to beat Minnesota on wildcard weekend. Nice. All right, well, let's uh, let's say you uh, switch places with, with Sean Payton and you become a, you know, kind of every team's top head coaching candidate out there. Of the teams uh, who currently do not have a head coach, uh, say you could pick any team to go to of those teams, where are you heading? It's a good question. Um, I mean, you've got – so I, I think a couple that come to mind right now, uh, you've got Denver, obviously, going to be oh. in need of a new head coach. You've got Arizona in that mix. You've got the Houston Texans in that mix. Um, we'll, we'll see about the Colts and, and whether they rock with Jeff Saturday. Um, but the, those are kind of the spots right now, unless I'm forgetting some. Yeah, none of those none of the none of those options jump out to me, particularly Denver. I would never, ever, ever go to Denver. Uh despite having a good defense, uh the having no draft picks and having Russ Wilson as your quote guy, um, that would I would I would do a lot of a lot of things before going there. Let's just say that. Um Houston, I mean there's not much there's not much going on there you know Indy's got a 
I think a pretty decent defense and, you know, they could trade up. So I guess that's appealing, you know, really if I were him, I'd be looking for either McVay to retire Staley um, to, to get fired. One of those LA teams, he's already living out in LA right now. Peyton is Um, you've already, you know, at least the Ram, the Rams, they've got talent, you know, no, no one really knows what's going to happen with Stafford in terms of his, the, this point in his career and his health and so forth. But, you know, I'd love to go to the Chargers with Herbert. You know, that's the key there. I don't like Kyler at all at Arizona. So of the group you named, I'd probably go Indy because you can package up picks and go up and get a guy you want. And they've got, you know, enough of a roster around them, I think, to make a difference. Houston, don't like their ownership. Uh, don't like the the team they have presently. I mean, yes, they've got a high pick, but not interested in that. Um, so, Indy uh, of the teams you name, but otherwise I'm looking at the Chargers probably is the best option. All right, well, let's finish it up here. I've got two questions for you. I want just one word answer on these last two questions. Um, We'll play the uh, your favorite gun to your head. (laughs) What jersey is Lamar Jackson wearing week one next season? One, One word. Give me one team. Lamar Jackson is going to be a Seattle Seahawk. Wow. All right. All right. So same question. What jersey is Aaron Rodgers wearing week one next year? I think he's I think he's out of the league. I think he's retired. I think he's wanted to retire for years, um, you know, and, and I think it's the right decision for him as well. I, I just think. Yeah. Such a whiny, I'm not going to go there, but please do us all a favor, man. No one cares about you that much unless you're like a Packers diehard fan. Like the league's going to be just fine without your brother. Uh, go ahead and enjoy your life. Doesn't seem like you like football that much anyway. Just stop with the negative body language for fuck's sake. Your life isn't that bad. Your team isn't that bad. Um, so, you know, please spare us all the drama and, and just go ahead and retire, please. <laughs> all right. You heard it there. Well, let, let's wrap it. Um, we've got a big weekend ahead. A lot of good games. Upsets are in the cards. You, you're all over the Giants. Uh, we'll see if the Seahawks can start the weekend off by, by uh, you know, making it interesting. And then see if the uh, the Bucks can finish the weekend by knocking off the Cowboys. So uh, a lot to look forward to. Point of Drew, we'll keep you updated. Uh, you know, we'll try and get back on next week to cover these games. Look ahead to the, the next round as well. But uh, good stuff, Barton. Yes, sir. Thanks. We, we kept this one quick, uh, concise, a lot of, a lot of good takes out there. Dable going to do his thing. Uh, hey, Lamar could be in Seattle next year. Rogers could be done. All I know is one thing and Mahomes is going to be in KC and uh, that team's going to have a chance to, to, to do it up and win it all. So we'll see. Go Chiefs though. Go Chiefs. All right, Barton. We'll talk soon. Everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch y'all next week. Later. Drew the gang. Peace.